boys 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 welcome back to the guys that go for two podcast we've been on a bit of a hiatus a bit of a crazy one we had a little bit of covid you know civil unrest all the in between um that being said there's only one hurricane going on right now and that's ross davis along with me we also got drew michael we're gonna have a great podcast for you boys here are the boys how they sound <laughs> hurricane ross is that my new nickname now Oh, no, so you're big, just big bitch, baby, Dave. Big, big, no. All right, I opened myself up to that. What's going on? Also, gentlemen? you're still, you know, the sacko. I know. Of, yep, it's good. Good for strong. Next couple op- of days. Good strong opening start to the podcast, gentlemen. It feels so good to be back. It just feels so right. There's something. There's something right about something's in the air, and it's football. Football's in the air. Do you smell that? Can you smell it? Sniff for me, Drew. Give me a good sniff. Oh, oh smells yeah, it like smells like pig skin. Smells good, doesn't it, boys? It's good to be back. Like cocaine. That too. That too, Josh. So that being said, boys, we got a show for you today. We're gonna roll through a few fun topics. Uh, a lot of it, you can guess, is based around football. Maybe we'll throw in a few other fun topics just because we can. Um, but that being said, I'm gonna let Ross take it away. He's got a topic he wants to discuss. All right, boys. Best weekend of the year. It's all of our Christmases draft weekend. We're gonna hit the plans real quick. Friday evening, we are all rolling in in our various carpools. I have the clowns that are on the podcast with me, Drew Michael and Josh Kirk, along with Matt Davis in my car. You go into Cubby and Jake's car. Naughton's also in one of those cars in that direction. We got Kevin coming in from Minneapolis. Squads on in Friday night. Saturday is draft day. Starts at 1 p.m. Mr. Tyler, Mr. Smith, have your sleeper app ready. We're going to be updating the draft and the draft order via the sleeper app. Whether that's Naughton or the group filling it out, we haven't figured out the logistics there yet. But just make sure you're prepared. Have the app upload it and make sure you're available tyler that's 11 a.m your time smith that's 2 p.m your time please don't be dicks you can't make the draft that's fine but let's make sure we're attentive furthermore sunday plan we got the boat from 9 a.m until 1 p.m why you jamokes wanted to do a 9 a.m start on a boat after a day full of drinking is beyond me but we're doing it that day. We'll wind down Sunday afternoon. Monday, we have to be out of there at 11 a.m. Any questions, comments, or just concerns, please direct them to my assistant, Drew Michael. That's going to be oh. the draft day, boys. I'm very excited for it. It should be a lot of fun. Let's hydrate. Let's smoke cigarettes. Let's dip that dip. Let's smoke that weed. And let's drink all the beer that we can possibly So only drink. one note there. Your assistant isn't Drew. It's actually going to be Hallie. I think Hallie is going to be the assistant here. Perfect. She's going to do an next. Uh, That's right, Drew. I mean, uh, I'm already Hallie's assistant, so it'd be like <laughs> pushing it down the line a little bit. Um, she'd probably go, like, I don't handle this. Scenario here, where like where uh, Dwight was his own assistant because he's the only one capable. So like the only capable assistant of Hallie is Hallie, is what you're saying. Well, I I would I. That's what I kind of want her to think, but I don't necessarily think that's actually her M.O. <laughs> um, I do have a question, though. I do want to know what idiot decided to go out on a boat at 9 a.m. We put it to a vote. Majority spoke, and we were doing the boat at 9 a.m. on Sunday. The other option was 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. The blundering idiots of our group decided to do a morning because, and I quote, 
there is nothing like being hung over on a boat. That quote comes from Matt Davis and Matt Samuelson themselves. So, uh, uh, Matt squared. Always, always logic. I mean, logic and reasonable. I'm gonna have a bloody mary. I'm gonna be ripping a dart. Your boy's gonna be in a good mood. I think. I think I vote. I think I remember this vote now, and I think I remember having a kerfuffle about it. Yeah, uh, me and Drew kerfuffled, fell in deaf ears, going at nine a.m. It's gonna be okay. That's okay. Everyone, that's it's okay. gonna be a good time. Hey, still gonna still gonna drink eight hours like we originally thought because eight hours on that boat. After Matt and I went canoeing, and Kevin went canoeing for eight hours on a fucking river, I can attest. Eight hours on a boat, not fun. No, I bet not. But few you know. things, few things about the boat. Let's give a shout out to Matt Davis and Ryan Naughton and myself. You're welcome, world. Because we Jake. all. Jake has me... the boating license. And okay, yes, yes. Thanks, Jake, for having a counterfeit boating license. We all Why thank you, you for that? your service. Why would you make that public. Hey, um, furthermore, thank you to Naughton. Matt Davis and myself for doing that test required by the Airbnb owners in order to drive the boat. One rule we are stipulating on the boat. You can be high before the boat or after the boat. There is no getting high during the boat. Drugs and boats do not mix. I want to make sure that is very clear. The Airbnb people are being very nice and letting us rent this boat to a bunch of jarheads such as ourselves. So let's make sure we follow the rules. Let's not do anything dangerous. Draft weekend would really fucking suck if Covey gets too high and drowns in the lake. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, Covey. I didn't mean to laugh at your demise, but... Oh, so anyways, that would that, suck. That would suck. That would suck a lot. So that's the draft weekend, gentlemen. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen most of you guys in... I don't know, probably since Christmas time. Uh, so, you know, it'll be a good break for all of us. A whole lot's going on in the world. It'll be nice to sit back and relax and enjoy the time with you eight gentlemen. Yeah, definitely. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. All right. Josh, I believe right, we so have a... Moving on. We're going to discuss, uh, obviously, our keepers. And then we're also going to uh, jump into, not a mock draft, but who we think people will select. After we have the keeper reveals. And, you know, I just want to say one thing. Personally, I was shocked, absolutely floored that Kevin Davis kept CMC. I cannot believe he kept oh, him. Me, it, me it, too. It just, it just shocked me so much. Just kidding. The only person that fooled allegedly was Ross Davis. And I don't think he just fooled him. I call- but we did, all predict, we did all predict that Kevin would say, ha, gotcha. And everyone would go, yeah. You got us. Anyways, moving on, boys. Uh, I'm going to let Drew here uh, read off who's keeping who, what round. Okay. We're well, dive I'll on start in order from our draft, uh, from our draft order for the 2020 season. Uh, Tyler is keeping Lamar Jackson in the 12th. Jake is keeping Mahomes in the 15th. Uh, Matt Davis is keeping Will Lutz in the 12th. Cubby is keeping Calvin Ridley in the 13th. Ross is keeping Josh Jacobs in the 2nd. Obviously, there's been some ADP stuff going with that. We'll see what happens. Anything can happen from now till the draft, so who knows? Maybe he'll get him in the 3rd. Maybe he'll get him in the 2nd. Who knows? Half the teams could all end up getting COVID, and he might drop into the 1st. You never know. Kevin is keeping CMC. Uh, obviously in the first, that's what we just talked about. Naughton's keeping Barkley in the first. 
Smith is keeping Zeke in the first. Uh, Josh keeping Kamara in the first. And I am keeping me, Drew Michael, am keeping Michael Thomas in the first. All right, that's it. so here's our list. So first off, we got Tyler. He's keeping Lamar Jackson in the 12th. I think it's a no-brainer keeper. Um, right now, I think Lamar Jackson is being drafted, what, top 15 in most leagues, um, which is absurd for a quarterback, well, uh, along with uh, Patrick Mahomes. I know he's behind Patrick Mahomes. Well, uh, obviously, but obviously, you know, we in our keeper league uh, – and just how the way that we play doesn't really even matter how much how many points quarterback scores. We have always ridiculed anyone for keep or anyone for drafting a quarterback too early. I.e., Ryan Naughton's first first year in the league, I think, or was it his second year when he drafted Aaron Rodgers in the second? <laughs> you know, definitely a you know. Oh, man, it, it, that was it, great. I remember everyone shitting on him. Right, and it the funny thing is a lot of in, in a lot of leagues that's quite common. But you know, we always talk about how you can get a lot of value deep in the leagues, and that's clearly what you can see from uh, from Tyler and Jake's picks from so, past so, seasons. Yeah, I'm looking at draft board last year. The first uh, quarterback uh, taken, unfortunately, was by myself, and unfortunately, it was Aaron Rodgers in the sixth. Um, but so then two more, two more uh, right. quarterbacks. Went. Uh, granted, it was Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson, so it's shitty QBs. Well, Deshaun Watson but, had a great season last year. He, he had a good. You're right. He had a good. He had a really good season. But Baker Mayfield, Aaron Rodgers, both terrible. Carson Wentz broke his back. Like, just not good quarterback picks. But you're right. Quarterbacks were not taken until much later in our league because then it drops off until the. And even even at that point, um, going off of that, Josh, you picked Aaron Rodgers in sixth. Smith picked Baker Mayfield to pick after that, immediately after that. I don't. So I, I know Drew played Deshaun Watson most of the year. Deshaun Watson was an absolute fire quarterback. But I feel like Josh, you, Aaron Rodgers was probably not a must start for you because you drafted Kyler Murray in the fourteenth, and I feel like you probably played Kyler Murray more than you played Aaron Rodgers. It was probably fifty fifty. Right, depending on our opponent, but yeah, I would agree. Then there's no way Smith played Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield had a terrible year. That's so that, that's the thing about quarterbacks, right? I mean, Russell well, Wilson I also knew Kyler Murray was going to be somebody. I was hoping to keep Kyler Murray, but he just wasn't good enough last year, and I don't think he's going to be that good this year. I mean, right? Oh, but I then, don't know. Ah, uh, I mean, I would in this year. I don't have a problem with Josh's keeper being Kamara. Um, exactly. I, so that's the thing. If you weren't keeping Kamara. I'd probably keep Kyler Murray, but I think he can't really pass up on Kamara. Well, if if I had to pick in if I had to pick in the first three, I probably would have kept Kyler Murray. But I decided to go nine so that I could keep Kamara. This right. is this is exactly right. I you know, I there was a point where I thought I might keep Dak or if I actually hadn't if I hadn't traded away Dak Prescott keeping if I because I drafted him in round fourteen last year, right when you drafted Kyler Murray if I had if I had kept him throughout the season and if you know maybe and I would have maybe have picked third would have been the best I could have done that actually would have been a great pick the uh, if you can get a quarterback in a late round and the He's next season good. rolls over and you haven't and you don't have like a I must draft or I must keep 
running back like CMC or Zeke or someone like that, then the then it, it, it kind you kind of want to use it so, as. And, and look, you bring up and, a really interesting point there. Who is a must keep this year? So we said Zeke, we said CMC. Outside of those two, I don't think there's anybody on the board that I'm like, you gotta keep him. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I mean, I don't know. I Barkley. You could say Barkley. I don't know if Barkley's the must keep. But this is this is my theory about Saquon Barkley, right? And I and I've said this to you guys before in person. I don't know if I'm looking. I have two really big rules when it comes to football. The first rule of football is be the sacco. No, okay. Three rules when it comes to football. First rule of football: be the sacco. Check done. Second rule of football is do it for me more than once. I always say that college players come into the pros or pro players are just a flash of the plan. Do it for me more than once. And the second one is if a GM gambles in trades or drafts a guy too early, for a example, Mitch Trubisky, um, that team will do whatever it takes and put around that player the only way he will succeed because the team has to have him succeed. Yep. Like, I would, I would agree. I, I, don't, so I, I, I don't – I'm not super high on – I'm not super high on Barkley, and I really never have been. He had a really rough year last year. You know, I let's think – Let's not so, forget this. Let's not forget this. Jason Garrett is the new offensive coordinator at the New York Giants. Zeke, I think – Zeke well, was the running back at the Cowboys for years. Super successful. Jason Garrett was offensive coordinator there as well. I think, I think, I think uh, Saquon's going to have a great year. But I do think uh, Saquon on a different team, like the Cowboys, is actually who I was thinking. But now he has Jason Garrett, so that's a great point. He would be better than Zeke. I think that guy is a freak athlete. I don't know if he's a must-keep, though, because that team has so many holes. They just Their right. quarterback play is terrible. They, they just cannot put it together. They cannot keep their locker room together. So I'm not sold on Zeke being a must-keep. That, that-, that being said... If you if you roll down the list, I unfortunately Travis Kelsey, I kept two years in a row. I think Travis Kelsey, if I didn't have him going in the first, would be a must keep. If you can get it, it all comes down to, I guess, to position and time that you have to keep them. I would say Kelsey would be on that list. I think George Kittle is also on that list. Unfortunately, Michael Thomas is also on your team. Um, and you know, I think also Patrick Mahomes, a, a must keep if you have him later than. In our league, I mean, really, it comes down to if you have top three. I mean, going off what you said, Josh, this is kind of a no duh statement. But if you have a top three player at any position and you get them in a favorable round, I think that's a must keep, right? Um, There's certain, like, I think if Drew, I'm going to, I don't mean to shit on you when I say this, but I don't think Michael Thomas is a must keep. I think I agree. I I would put a Kittle over Thomas personally. Well, so if we're I would gonna have gotten Kittle in the second. So here, let, let's do this. Let's let's go down the list of all the keepers, the draft positions, and then let, let's break the keepers down into tiers, right? So I think I think keepers this year are really in three different tiers. I think there's the great keepers. There's three of those. I think there's a good keeper, and that's about five of us. And then there's two. There's three bad keepers. So that's, that's quick math. That's right. Uh, that's wrong math. So it goes three, four, three. That's good math. Alabama roll, damn tide. But I think that's kind of how it gets broken down. Um, Drew, do you want to keep going down the list of who's keeping who, what round, yeah. and what pick in the draft they are this year? 
Yes. But I, I think we did cover quarterbacks, though, because we got Tyler and Jake. Right. Lamar, or Lamar in the 12th, Jake, Scott Mahomes in the 15th. Right. Where, um, for, okay, based off of your based off of your tier list, where would you put Mahomes and, and, and Lamar being kept in the 12th and 15th rounds, respectively? So in my mind, the three great keepers, that tier, the great tier, is Lamar in the 12th. He was the number one overall quarterback. He, he had more, if he was not a quarterback and didn't throw the ball, he would have been running back two. Right. Behind Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So that that's uh, is he gonna do that again? Probably not. If he does half that, still got goddamn good keeper in the twelfth round. So I think Lamar is a must keep. Patrick Mahomes, fifteenth, missed four games, still quarterback three. That's fucking insane. Right. Fifteenth round Super Bowl Super Bowl Super Bowl uh MVP, MVP. just became and the worth five half billion dollars. Just became the five hundred million dollar man. I think he's gonna come out guns a blazing. They got it. They're they're going on the repeat tour, and then I think the final great tier keeper is CMC, and the yep. reason, and I mean, he's been a number one fantasy football player for what three years in a row now. Uh, yep. If he is going kind of like off Lamar, if he is just a running back, he's running back one still. Let's remove the receiving yards, remove the receiving touchdowns. If he is just a wide receiver, just receiving yards, just receptions, and just receiving touchdowns, he's wide receiver number six. Yep. Yeah. So like. You're getting that production. I don't care where you have to keep him. Even if Pep, Kevin was picking number one, just go ahead and keep Christian McCaffrey because there's no surprise on who you're keeping, right? I mean, well, you wouldn't, well, you wouldn't keep him. He'd just draft okay. Him. You, you get my point though, right? You get right. my point though. That's my point. You know, if, it's if, like, he was, if he was second pick, I think he would have even have kept it. It would have right. been way more. Oh, is he gonna pick? Is he gonna keep Aaron Jones? What's he gonna do? I think that might have been a, a little bit more in that camp. But honestly. To pass up a literal cash cow. I mean, have you seen that guy? He literally looks like fucking beef. Like he is, <laughs> he is, he is USDA certified beef, lean grade A beef. <laughs> he is, um, he's just a tank. Just the he's, right he, amount of fat, he, Ooh, yeah. baby. No, not the not the right amount of fat. He's not like a perfect burger, like an eighty twenty. This motherfucker is a ninety nine. Meat to one percent fat. He's a bone-in ribeye with that nice little thin edge of, of fat you need just to give it a little bit of grease. Maybe, Ooh. maybe Ooh. for the lightning factor, grease lightning up in this motherfucker. The dude is insane. I, and, and, let, and let's not forget one crucial thing: Christian McCaffrey was number one in, uh, in running back in the NFL with Kyle Allen as his quarterback, or a hurt True. Cam Newton. So the guy had True. no quarterback. They were stacking the boxes, and he still fucking ran for fifteen hundred yards in the NFL. It's insane. The guy, the guy, the guy is insane. Yeah, I had I had DJ Moore on my team last year, who was regarded, who's who kind of fell into the number one receiver slot, and he was okay, but you couldn't never play him in anything other than a flex because right. that team, that offense was so locked down for CMC. All right, so moving on to our second tier. Because I, so I, I think that top tier is very clear. That, that I would agree 100%. I would too. Top tier keepers. They are fantastic players. And you're just not going to find that. And one and quick, I can't draft them. I do have one. I want to say one quick point. Uh, because Tyler and, Tyler and Jake are both picks one and two. For good reason. So they have to wait. Well, yes, they, 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 were, our t- they were our best two people when we did our draft challenge. 
uh, for the NFL draft. But uh, Kevin, Kevin is the sixth pick. So, you know, he gets to put a little bit more distance and he'll be able to get a quicker pick on the turn. Obviously, we do a snake draft. Um, I, I think where Kevin's at, it makes, him, it makes that keeper even sweeter. Well, I, I, so that's interesting to bring that up because I think that's interesting because the top two guys are keeping quarterback, whereas Kevin's keeping a, a running back. So Kevin and Jake need what's left. And we'll get into Tyler and Jake. In our next section, or Tyler and Jake, sorry, we'll get half. I mean, in my mind, they have to draft whatever's on the table for running back. So, right, right. So, we'll, we'll get into that in the next mm-hmm. segment. Let, let's break down to the second tier now. There's four of the guys that go for twos in this range, right? The good keepers. So, if we're just going in draft order, I do not think Matt Davis, no offense. I do not think Cubby. I think it's got to be the Josh Jacobs in the second round, the Zeke the Kamara, and the Barkley are the good tier of keepers. And here's my rationality why. All of those players being kept are in the second half of the first round. This year, there is 15 running backs in the top 15 players picked. The third of those running backs are taken in the first half of that, or the second half of that draft. That is a mass amount of running backs being kept it's all the top-end running backs. Every ranking in their mother has, for the most part, in, this or, in some sort of order, Chris McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, and Kamara. Those are the top four guys. Those guys are all being kept in the second half. And then I think Josh Jacobs being kept in the second round is a huge value. Before Josh Jacobs got hurt, he was on pace for 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns. That would have put him as wider, uh, running back number six. He is now on the Las Vegas Raiders, new and improved offense. They, so, um, baby, SoFi Stadium. SoFi Stadium, baby. It looks like the Death Star. You can't lose in that. Um, John Gruden has come up and said he wants to get 60 receptions. So I think that the those, those, three, those three running backs of Barkley, Kamara, and um, Zeke, good. Josh Jacobs, good. The other guys I keep out for various reasons. I want to hear your guys' opinion first. So I... I'm, I'm going to jump in because I'm sure Drew has something to say about this. Um, yep. I agree, but I'm going to add Michael Thomas to this list. I'm going to add Drew as, 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 a, as a good keeper. Not a great keeper, a good keeper. The only reason being that Michael Thomas is currently ranked number six, ADP 6.2. So he is producing as much, and I realize we're a half PPR, he's producing as much, if not more, than those top running backs. That being said, I put him at the bottom of the great list. Yeah, good list. I, you know, because I, I would, I, I, I just don't think he's he's a he's a great keeper. He's a great wide receiver. He's probably going to be a top five wide receiver this year. Kamara's healthy now, so I think we're going to see him slide a little bit. Um, but I think running backs obviously first, and then. You know, you go for it. That's why I, if I were Drew, I would have kept uh, Kittle. I would have gotten him in the second. I would have drafted a first overall running back. I would have gotten a uh, Derrick Henry. I would have gotten a Clyde Edwards-Hawillier. I would have gotten a Nick Chubb. I would have gotten a Joe Mixon. I would have gone for a top number one running back. I know he's 11. I would have gone for a number one okay, running back. So, this over is, so before, before Drew defends himself, let's play a little fun fact for ourselves. 
when was the last – so Michael Thomas was a wide receiver one last year in, I think, every single fantasy football ranking. So if you're ESPN, Yahoo, doesn't really matter, right? When was the last time the wide receiver one repeated the next year as wide receiver one? 2012. 2012. Do you know who that was, Josh? Calvin Johnson. Calvin, did you look that up before this podcast? Oh, or you just throwing darts? Okay. That was fucking darts. Since that was 20. Fucking two darts. That was since, two fucking darts. Let's go, boys. Since, okay. 20, since 2012, there has been no fantasy football wide receiver that has repeated as number one again. Do you know who the number one wide receiver was la- uh, the year before last? Before Michael Thomas? DeAndre, Hop- DeAndre Hopkins. Do you know what wide receiver he finished as last year? Was wide receiver number five. Oh. All right. So, so the only reason why I have Drew with Michael Thomas as that bad echelon, in quotations, because no keeper is bad. Any keeper that you're keeping in a fantasy football team is good because there's value and you value that player. So the only reason I have Drew in that bad echelon it is very hard to repeat as wide receiver number one. They added Emmanuel Sanders. That is going to take away from Michael Thomas's targets. I don't, don't, I don't believe in the, oh, it's going to open up the field more. because That's not true because Emmanuel Sanders is a uh, 90 target, 1,000-yard uh, receiving kind of wide receiver. That's taken away from Michael Thomas. So though, those factors go into it. Drew Brees is another year older, you know, um, a lot of factors are going into Michael Thomas not being able to repeat as number one. And like Josh said, imagine a world where Drew locked down the potential number one or two tight end in that second round at that last last pick and got whatever running back he wanted with pick number one. Like, that, that's crazy. Okay. So that, that's the only reason I have it as bad. Okay. Here's the thing. I agree with Josh. I would put... Michael Thomas, and by the way, if I wasn't the 10th pick and was able to turn around on the 11th, I don't think I, I, I think I'd probably lean more towards Ross. I'm looking at my roster from last year, my, my, my draft table from last year. There are very, very, very few players that would have had any sort of value if I kept them. George Kittle is obviously the one that keeps being brought up. I would have gotten him in the second. That's or true. Thirteenth. No, I traded away Dak oh. to to uh, Smith. Um, I believe I could have kept based off of from from what I remember from my team. I could have gotten DJ Moore in the four, which not what I want. I could have gotten Mark Ingram in the third, and that motherfucker has fallen. I could have gotten Jarvis. Uh, actually, I traded away Jarvis Landry, but I did get him back. I could have kept Carryon Johnson and gotten him in the seventh, or I could have kept Justin Tucker and kept got him in the tenth. Kyrian. And I could, and I could have pulled that. But I thought about Kyrion again. That might not have been it, that worse of a thing. But they, but the Lions drafted a. They drafted uh, a running back. Yeah, they, they, they drafted him in the second round. You do not draft a NFL player in the first or second round and not plan to use them in their first year. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think Kirion Johnson is a phenomenal player, and if I could keep two people, I might have kept him. But in, in reality, I think Michael Thomas at the, and me, pick, me picking in the 10th pick, 10th slot, that is a 
it was one of those things where it's like, you got to make a decision. He, and you, all those points that you made about wide receiver repeating uh, a number one season, yada, yada, yada. But you have to also kind of remember what kind of season Michael Thomas had. It was, he broke the reception record, right? Which, the, which is more like, which just adds to my point. He's not going to do that again. I'm not, he doesn't, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everyone is always like, oh, he's not going to do that again. And they say this about tons of players. You don't have to do it again. You just have to do it to a point where there's value. And guess what? Michael Thomas, I mean, I made it to the, I made it to the Shiva final or the Shiva bowl last year. I was in the, the final. It was me versus Kevin. And a lot of that has to get, it has to go to Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas put up more points than a ton of running backs last year that everyone was trying to think was going to be the best players that, in the draft. That is true. And you also have to remember, and I'm a massive proponent of this, and I understand that running backs have more value, but at the end of the day, points are points, and it doesn't matter how you get it. That is true, it but really true, doesn't I matter. I just, I, just, I just don't think that Michael Thomas is a top. I, I, I'm going to change. I agree. I don't think Michael Thomas is a top tier keeper. Kerryon Johnson should have been your keeper. You could have gotten a better running back. You would have had two great running backs, one in the seventh, one in the first, and you probably could have gotten a DeAndre Hopkins okay. or a, another top tier wide receiver because there are a fuckload of them in the fucking second round. I don't think it was worth keeping the if I had I if I had if I had Tyler's pick, if I was the first overall, if I was the second overall you get to select. I, I could have I could have done it. But but Tyler and Jake Tyler and Jake both chose ahead of me. And where the, I was looking thing. here's the thing. Tyler, Jake, Matt are and Covey are or and Ross are all selecting. So the first five guys are gone. So then you got I mean, I, I don't, I don't know where like the actual like competition ended, but you could have been a top three, top four pick. No, I could have been the third. I could have been, I could have been the third pick. I could have been. I the think third you pick. made a mistake there, buddy. Well, I think that, you did. Okay, well, guess, you could have, you could have had Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I wouldn't. Wa- I don't want to draft a rookie running back. Well, either oh, way, you know what? You could, you could have had your pick of not Dalvin Cook and not Derrick Henry. Right, so I mean that—that's the facts. Look at your look at your roster. Would you rather have Dal- the guy after Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry? Let's just let's just say Clyde Edwards-Alaire in this scenario. You could have had Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then your dynamite tight end, or a di- you you could have had Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Let's say DeAndre Hopkins carry on in the seventh or eighth, and now you're rolling with Michael Thomas and whatever running back we don't pick before you. Right, so it's just that's the reason for me why it's a bad keeper again. As you stated, Michael Thomas doesn't have to repeat. If he regresses 20%, Michael Thomas is still a top five wide receiver. Right. If, if Drew was picking seventh overall, Michael Thomas would still be there. So we're not, denying, we're not denying the fact that Michael Thomas is a first-round keeper. He, he is a first-round, he's a first-round player, and he's a good keeper. It's just of the guys, you're just the seventh-best keeper on the list. That, that's, and, that's the reason why. And, that, and that's fine. If he regresses, even 10%, still number one running back. Right. That's what's fucked up. Right. So to Drew's point, if he regresses, he's still number one wide receiver. There's good value there. I'm not shitting right. on Drew. I would have just kept. Some, I would have kept somebody else. 
And, um, I'm also the sacco though. So what the shit do I know? And um, gentlemen, let's Drew. I don't Drew. We've been hanging on this for a while. I, let me let me make one more point. Let me make. It, one it more better point. be a quick one. You got it's a, a quick one. It's a quick one. All I'm saying is is and, and we've kind of we've kind of said it over and over again. But at the end of the day, points a points a points a point. Okay, it doesn't matter that, where I get the points as that long case, as I win. In that case, Drew. You should be drafting a quarterback at the end of the first round because quarterbacks produce the most points. And yeah, but, you can only, but you can only play one quarterback. That, then even more, you can only uh, – okay, fine. <laughs> fine. But Lamar Jackson probably produced 100 more fantasy points than Michael Thomas did. Okay. So we'll, we'll, prob- we'll come back to this podcast at the end of the year, and we'll see where we're all at. We'll review it. We'll come back, and we'll see where we all were. I'm not saying I'm going to be in the Shiva Bowl again. Right now, oh, oh lack, lack of confidence. No, Josh, it's not a lack of we're, confidence. We're in it's, this guy's head. It's it, rent last free, week. boys. It's not a lack last of confidence. Week. It's not a lack of confidence. It is a realistic view about how I always approach my draft every year. And hey, at the end of the day, I have a Shiva. I've been to a. I've been to two finals. One one. How many finals have you guys been to? How many Shivas do you have in your cap? That's a good point. That's a good point. But guess what? I have one. It's okay. Hey, Drew, it's a new All year. All right, moving on. It's a, Our next it's a new topic. Year. We're going we're gonna to – Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We oh do have God. to – No, we're not doing no, this. No, no, we do have we to forgot, – We forgot to cover bad keepers. Yeah. Who cares? So, bad keepers. We're Cubby, keeping a kicker. Cubby, Cubby, who gives a shit? Cubby is keeping Calvin Ridley, getting him in the 13th this year. Calvin Ridley – has moved up to wide receiver two on his team behind Julio with an aging Matt Ryan. So hey, you know Matt, Matt Ryan fucking's a gunslinger out there. So I will uh, I will you know. say this. I will say this for Cubby and Calvin Ridley. It is good value. There are two scenarios I see with keeping Calvin Ridley. One scenario is he is the Chris Godwin last year. Chris Godwin was the fourth or fifth round pick. Kind of the same scenario behind Mike Evans. Third. Huh? Third. Third what? Or his fourth. Fourth round pick. Okay, fourth round pick. Like I said, thanks. Um, you know, behind Mike Evans, Mike Evans has been dominant wide receiver for five years. So there is a chance he becomes Chris Godwin and is a top five wide receiver. Highly unlikely because I don't think the Falcons offense can carry that. Nobody loves Calvin Ridley in this fantasy group more than I do. He's an Alabama grad, was there for three years when I went there, as well as um, he's a Falcons player. No one loves Calvin but – the most likely odds for Calvin Ridley is he is a streamable wide receiver. Um, I think it really attests to how bad Covey's team was last year, that he had absolutely no value at keepers. He drafted like Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon in the first round. Like, that's, there's no value there. Um, so, I think he's tough. Well, he, tec- tough he, to- technically, he technically didn't have any first-round picks. He had sec- two second-round picks. Okay, yep. so even worse. He had no fucking first-round picks. Like <laughs> um, all, all this being said, I want to have a caveat for all these conversations we are having about keepers in the first couple of rounds. Matt, you kept the kicker. Your team was fucking terrible. I can't, like, uh, no offense. Um, but you're keeping Matt the kicker. Miles Sanders. Well, no, Miles no. Sanders was on Jake's team. I Here, traded him to Jake. Here's so, the thing. Here's the thing. If Matt had kept the team that he had on draft day, he would have had Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, Derrick Henry, Stephon Diggs, O.J. Howard was trash, Miles Sanders, Sony Michelle was trash, Latavius Murray had a part to play, but not that great, and then everything else below that it was complete garbage. But right, but, except for Will Lutz. But 
that that for those you know four out of the first six picks were actually good but matt kind of got hit in that weird zone where he was like i have to make changes now and it bit him in the ass because he just made the wrong changes right right made the wrong changes but he wasn't the sacco uh ross davis was sacco so you know right so So maybe he did so maybe he did all right, moving on to our next one. So we're actually going to pick what we think in the second round. We're not going to go first round because there's a lot of keepers in the first round. Minus Ross, we're going to let Ross entertain himself and you know diddle his pickle and talk about who he might draft in the first there's round. Literally, you there's literally, there's half the draft is not keeping a keeper in the first round. Whatever. Anyways, second round picks. We're going to pretend, looking at ESPN rankings right now, um, that Miles Sanders is at 11. And then we're going to go on from there. So DeAndre Hopkins is off the table. Nick Chubb, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Derek Henry, Michael Thomas is a keeper, Alvin Kamara keeper, Dalvin Cooks is already drafted, Elvin, or sorry, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, and Christian McCaffrey all drafted, starting with Miles Sanders. In, at the 11th pick, I'm going to speculate, granted that Miles Sanders is healthy, Drew takes him. That is my speculation. Uh, I would agree. I, I don't think... I mean, it's whatever it's whatever running back through once, right? Because um, he ha- he has to go running back. There there is no scenario in this world where Drew can't go running back. Um, so obviously Drew's not going to speculate because he doesn't want to screw himself over. Um, and Drew's making the pick. So I think off of Josh's point, um, he, he um, Miles Sanders is getting a lot of co- coach speak, right? Um, the, what's the coach's name? I, I'm trying to blank right now. I can picture him. He's wearing a bias. He's got the gray hair. What's his name? Eagles coach. Yeah, great beard. Um, Drew. Uh, um, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Thank you. All right, so Doug Peterson is fucking slobbing on Miles Sanders' knob. Um, I do think Miles Sanders' injury that he has is a non-issue because – they would, I think they're just holding him out because there's no point in running him. He's so fucking good. He was a dynamite player in college. He was a rookie last year. He had great stats. Um, I think Doug Peterson's laid a hand with the ball, but let him be the number one wide receiver. Uh, I think the Eagles' offense is a very, very good offense. I would love to have many of the players on the offense. I will say this about Miles Sanders, though. Two things to keep mindful for. Two of their starting offensive linemen last year have both been hurt in this training camp and or offseason. Um, so they're both out for the whole entire season. So that is a massive dig to Miles Sanders. But I think his, I think his receiving ability and his ability to be a good running back is going to overpower that. I think if, if Drew's team, as much as we've shit on this podcast, is Michael Thomas, Miles Sanders in the first two picks, that's a very strong start to the draft. And I would agree. I just feel early injuries to running backs that they – are cautious about hurt them long-term. We saw it with Saquon Barkley last year, and injuries just scare me with running backs. If you see an injury early, it can it, they can say it's fine week one. They re-aggravate it week three, week four. You don't know. I do think he's going Miles Sanders, and I think we can move on to me. And I would say, personally, about me, if I was looking at if Miles Sanders is on the board, I might take him. If Kenyon Drake was on the board, I might take him. Both of them have big question marks next to their name, and then there's no running backs there. I don't know who's who I would take that is on the table. There are a lot of question marks in the second round. 
for me personally. Yeah, so if you're at the that, – that's kind of why I'm glad I'm keeping a keeper in the second round. I think the second round is really where a lot of question marks are. Let's go to last year's second round picks. I mean – Jones, but only Kevin wants him. There was Devontae Adams, didn't play half the year, injured. Juju Smith-Schuster, blue. Dalvin Cook, good pick. Henry Kill, hurt a ton. Odell Beckham Jr., blue. Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb, we've kind of already been over that. Todd Gurley, tough. Michael Thomas, great pick, Drew. Mike Evans, great pick. And Travis Kelsey, good pick. That's half the draft is bad picks, right? So the second round is really can make or break your year because the players that had those good second-round picks were in the playoffs, right? I mean, there's a few exceptions. Like Kevin had a bad second-round pick, and he was in the playoffs, though, right? So if you have those good second-round picks – you really establish your draft. And this year, it feels like there's so many question marks. Because the keeper really adds a new element to it, I think the keeper this year has been really dynamic compared to last year. And this could just be recency bias with me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Josh, I can see you keep drafting Travis Kelsey just because you love having that dominant tight end, you know. Um, which, I mean, which Matt Davis has done the research, and Matt Davis doesn't really do that much research. And he knows the research and knows the numbers behind. If you really don't have those first three tight ends, there's really no point in having a tight end. Let's use those streaming options. So I think that's, I mean, I think that's a possibility. Um, but either way, if Kenyon Drake's there, if Miles Sanders is there, uh, you already have Kamara. If you happen to go Devontae Adams, maybe, I think it's, a, it's still a strong start, right? There's no wrong pick there. It's just who's going to be the best. And really the pressure is on Josh and Drew in that second round to figure out who that best player is because, man, you're make, your decisions are making the decisions for the rest of the draft. Really. So, the, the only point I have to add there is when Drew and I come back around, pick 28, 29, and 30, a lot of, a lot of running backs there that have question marks. So – do you actually take a wide receiver? Like, there's a reason these players are ranked how they are. Do you take a wide receiver there? And I, I mean, it, it, I mean, so, Drew can't. Drew can't. So Drew cannot. It, it, you know, I find that this draft. Ha- I feel like this is the one year where I feel like there are a couple wide receivers that are so that are that are going to fall super deep. Okay, I mean, we're talking very serviceable wide receivers in the eighth round, maybe the ninth round, maybe even farther back, because there's there was a there's a great rookie class this year. You know, there are some players who kind of been shifted around. Some players are now, you know, the only player on that team. Like if you look at something like Texas with like Will Fuller or something or the Texans. I that I will admit this is a draft where you got to get a run this you got to get a running back early you got to have a good running back core early I feel like for some people that you know that round the the third round or the fourth round when we seem to get that that next pocket of running backs um you kind of got to hope and pray that you can find that good one oh, because man. there are some that... bad ones that uh, next round of running backs, man, oh, such a headache, right? It's bad. And, and that round of next running backs we're referring to is the Todd Gurley, the Le'Veon Bells, the David Johnsons, the Chris Carsons, right? right. That's, the, that's those five. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's one. Joe Mixon in there. 
No, Joe Mixon's no, going Joe first two rounds. Joe Mixon's going first two rounds. He, Joe, he is. Joe Mixon is a is a is a second is a second round if, guy. The, if if Joe Mixon is available in the third round when I am picking, I'm gonna run up to the board so fast I'm gonna knock over Not because my trade wind blows his paper thin ass out of the way. Yeah, like I, that's that. Joe Mixon's going early. He he's in a one one. Joe Mixon is Joe Mixon is actually higher on ADP. Than Miles Sanders is. I mean, don't get me wrong, Josh. I will admit, I definitely get your concern. Drafting anybody from the Bengals seems to be the like Bungles poison for to blow it. They love to blow it. I, I would if 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 you look at the teams that picked like top ten this year, right? Um, I would probably have a Cincinnati Bengals player over the rest of those teams. I think AJ Green's going to be healthy. I think Joe Burrow is going to be a massive improvement over the Red Rocket. I think Joe uh, Mixon. Absolutely. Joe Mixon was a top twelve running back last year with only six total touchdowns. Like he's going to get more than that. He's going to get his right. So I think Joe Mixon is going to have the value there. But going back to that second pocket of running backs, I mean that is where you'll find your Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was drafted in those rounds last year, and that person that drafts that guy is brilliant. Um, but the reports on all these Stop players are... Stop yourself off, you fuck. Oh, yeah, You didn't draft him, though. I didn't draft him. I traded for him. Uh, thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. Still a sacko, though, um, so I blow. You know, all right, I, all right. I, 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 do have, I, I do have to... Uh, you know, who's at the real tail end of that? I mean, we're talking he's ADP 60 on the fantasy football calculator. Is Kareem Hunt. You know, Kareem he Hunt. might be the, he might be the farthest out of that second pocket... But in a way, he is he is a deadly weapon, and he was he was never back. he was never he was never injured. He was suspended. People always well, he didn't play until his week ten. He's exactly the whole time. And now he has a season back. I find this to be an, a a super harsh, super super harsh ranking for a player like that. And I so I do think I do think that there are good running backs in later rounds, maybe even more than usual that aren't rookies or you well, know, unproven sophomores. Right. But Let's... I do think, but I do think, I do think this, this right here, this is one of those years where what all you guys say, where it's like, Oh, this is a, you know, you got to draft a running back. This is one of those years where I'm like, I actually agree. Cause by the way, out of the, out of our entire league, I am probably the only one who ever challenges that idea. And the only reason why I challenge that idea is because the year I did challenge it, I won. You know? So Your old news. Your old news, get off of it. All right, let's move on. Um, so Smith, then, will probably, I'm going to say, have his choice of wide receivers. Maybe Aaron Jones, if he wants. I, Where, I, can't, we, I, can't, I can't foresee Smith picking a Packers player. No way. I mean, does he take Julio? Um, hope. Ross hopes not. I hope not. <laughs> um, well, I have a pick in the second round. I would oh, right, right, right. I, I keep thinking I, that Josh Jacobs is a third-round pick. I know. No kidding. Me too. All right, me too. RIP to that dream. Um, yeah, I think he Julio. He could take Julio, DeAndre Hopkins, maybe Devontae Adams. Um. Those Packer players are tough, man. Um, Aaron Jones, I think he's gonna he could he's gonna regress, right? 
Aaron Jones is one of those running backs that, yes, he finished the year running back too. But there was there was some weeks where he had like three points, right? Um, and there was also some weeks he had 42 points. So the range is there. It's the volatility of Aaron Jones. And then you're going to bring in A.J. Dillon. If I'm Smith, I'm, I'm not touching Aaron Jones. Well, I, so I, I, I understand the A.J. Dillon thing, and I understand that that team seems to be a little bit uh, – there's a lot of question marks around that team, you know, and I know Kevin won't like me saying that, but it's the truth. There's a lot of dissent in that locker room and in the boardroom, you know, up at, up at the, higher, the higher rankings of that organization. Uh, we'll see what happens, but the Green Bay Packers could be, you know, they could be terrible this year. Not because they don't have good players, but just because it's just not working out for them. And I think that's where Aaron Jones You're might fall. Not a great coach. It's just not working out. You can feel it. Well, let's let's not the failure. Let, let's not. There is still good fantasy value in bad football teams. So let's not get too into the shit on the Green Bay Packers. I know it's a Bears fan favorite pastime. I get it. I hate the Saints. You hate the I, Packers. It's with. I, I agree, but I I just I don't think. I I just I don't see it this year. Aaron Rodgers passes the ball around a lot, like. I, I just I don't trust that offense. I don't know why. And maybe it's I because I am a Bears fan. I don't trust it. But anyways, moving on. Non is gonna be our next guy. He's got Barkley in the first. He's looking either running back or wide receiver in the second. He might go Kelsey if Kelsey's still on the table here. If Smith, me, or Drew do not stretch for him, which I don't here, know. Here, is, for Kelsey. Um, here is my take for not in drafting Travis Kelsey. Remember two years ago when Naughton got burned by Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron literally every fucking week? That was hilarious that was for us. That was my favorite thing ever. So frustrating for Naughton. Who was Naughton's tight end last year? David Njunku and TJ Hawkinson. Naughton oh. cannot figure out the tight end situation of, of a broad side of a barn. So I think Naughton's going to try his hardest to get away from the tight end kerfuffles. He's been in the past. Naughton's going to draft Travis Kelsey, I think. I think it's full send. I don't think – and, and, and by the way, Naughton, when you listen to this, that's not a bad pick for someone who can't figure it out because you know you're going to get a lot of points from out of Kelsey. You know you're – and honestly, you couldn't go wrong. You, you could even go Kittle. I mean, you honestly can't go wrong with either of those tight ends. So he might want is, to do that. So I would advise him not to go Kelsey because he has a quicker turn than the rest of everybody, and I think he might be able to get Kittle in the third. No, zero percent chance because if George Kittle is still there in the third, I will take George Kittle. And I am very <laughs> confident George Kittle is not going to be there in the third because that's just too far. So if I'm not, I am not overthinking. Like I know my dude loves to do, not Play the Madden, advance the week. I'm tired of fucking testing you for about it. And draft Travis Kelsey, my friend. It's a simple, it's a simple equation. Don't overthink this one. Just pull the trigger. All right, perfect. So moving on, Kevin. Um, Whatever Green Bay Packer. Table, he takes it. If not, it's, it's, Aaron, it's Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams. I think, I think when Kevin was doing his keepers, he was going to keep Aaron Jones. I really do think that. I think Absolutely. that he was... I'm I'm switching up. I think he goes Austin Eckler. I think that's who he goes. 
Okay, great. Thanks, thanks for cutting me off for sharing an opinion. Um, I, th- I think he's going to go Aaron Jones, and this is the reason why. I think he was full sent on having Aaron Jones as his keeper. I think the only reason he stopped himself is because he realized he could bring back Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones again. So that's the reason that Kevin's going to be drafting Aaron Jones in the second round. Because I know the Bears fans before him are not going to pick Aaron Jones. And please, Kevin, for the love of God, please draft Aaron Jones. Because I think that guy's going to be an absolute zero this year. Why? Why? I mean, like I said, he's volatile. Um, Aaron Jones, the reason he was so good, I mean, he's a talented guy, right? He's, he, can, he can catch the ball, he can run the ball, he can do it all. But he had 15 rushing touchdowns last year. He is not going to be the goal line guy this year. Let's cut that number down to 10 rushing touchdowns max. Um, let's say that Aaron Jones goes from 80% of the carries to 50% of the carries. I do not want my second running back taken, AO, Josh Jacobs, or whoever I draft in the first round, or whoever I draft in the third round, to only have 50% of the carries. See, he That's- also only had eight weeks. He had eight weeks that had no touchdowns. He had four touchdowns in, in week five and three touchdowns in week 10. That's, That's There's no way. So he's not going to do that again. I mean, and hey, he might spread it out more. He might have a touchdown every single week for 12 weeks, but only have 50 rushing yards. That's 11 points. Dude, he had four touchdowns on 107 yards and three touchdowns on 93. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. I mean, the guy, the guy was volatile. He, and he's, he's not going to have that kind of production again. So I don't think Aaron Jones is going to be any good. I think Kevin loves him. I think Kevin's going to be like, and this is why I'm Shiva champ and you're Sacco. When he puts the Aaron Jones sticker up, and then whenever Kevin's fucking lifting the sack over his head this year, I'm going to cream pie his face. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. All right, so Ross doesn't have a second-round pick, but we're going to say first-round pick for him. He's taking whoever's left. Honestly, like, I, I think he's probably going to go. I would say if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is there, he's taking him. If not, Derrick Henry, he's taking him. If Dalvin Cook is somehow there, he's taking him. I would be shocked if he took DeAndre Hopkins. Just my take. I, I'd, be, I'd, be shocked, I'd be shocked if he took Nick Chubb or if he took Joe Mixon as well. I mean, I don't think they're bad picks, you know, but, I, you know, and – who knows? You're maybe just Joe Mixon is a third round pick. No, I. You said that. Yeah, you said that. We disagreed with well, you. He is a third round pick. He's twenty five. No, he's ten, dude. Joe okay. Mixon on hey, ESPN hey. right now is twenty four point eight ADP. Yes, but on the, the updated two hundred rankings that just came out this week, Joe Mixon is ten. Yeah. So I digress. We'll see who I pick. I like my position a lot. I think Josh Jacobs is a bona fide top 10 running back. I think my options are open in the first round. And like Josh said, it's picked, it's picked for me. Um, I, so we'll, see I, who, we'll see who you guys give me, right? I, Don't fuck up. I was, actually, I was actually dicking around in the run when I was looking up this. Uh, when I was looking up my ADP, I accidentally had it on full point PPR because I'm in another league in full point PPR. Actually, in half-point PPR, which is what our league is, Joe Mixon is 11th, but he's ahead of both Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake. And that, that's obviously just because Joe Mixon, he actually does catch 
he actually catches balls more than someone like a Nick Chubb. Uh, Miles Sanders is obviously going to be is going to be going up though. Clyde's Clyde Edward Hilaire is seventh, uh, and Derrick Henry is eighth. Um, Josh Jacobs is ninth. What? Dude, I'm telling you, Josh Jacobs at 13 on ESPN rankings right now. I realize his ADP is 16.5. And, and, Josh Jacobs is high. Right. And uh, obviously, we, we as a league, we go, off of, we go off of ESPN because that's just the app that we use. Um, but obviously, uh, every, sing- every single fantasy football website or whatever, calculator, they have their own ADP based off of their own metrics, who drafts off of their, you know, calculators and whatnot. So uh, obviously for people who are not in our league, uh, this is just the information that we like to throw out. Some people might rely on uh, different, uh, different um, ADP than other ones. So, Well, let, let's not get too far down this ADP draft. Who I am drafting. It's, who, it's whoever, whoever's there for me. Don't fuck it up, guys. If you guys give me a superstar first round pick, I'm going to be rubbing it in your faces all year long. So, so, so Covey ahead of Ross actually has something to think about, in my opinion. So, obviously, CMC is off the table. Saquon Barkley is off the table. Zeke's off the table. I'm going to say Dalvin's off the table. Alvin and Michael Thomas off the table. But then he has the tough pick because Jake and Tyler are probably going to take either. Derek Henry and Dalvin Cooks, or Dalvin Cooks, Alexander Hilaire. Does he take Nick Chubb? Because I know Cubby loves the Chubby. Well, I, you know, I think I think Nick Chubb's good, and I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of things that he can look at in the last season and think, you know, I, I think I should pick Nick Chubb. But at the end of the day, the the Browns have a better head coach now because let's be honest, Freddie Kitchens was a goddamn nightmare. So you also have to assume that Baker Mayfield will be in a better place. I feel like his receiving core is just going to be a lot stronger this year. They added Austin Hooper. They, I, there are a lot of reasons why that team in terms of football, like real life, not fantasy football, actual football, the Browns actually might have a better We'll have a better year this year. They'll look a little more comfortable with each other. They'll be a little more fluid. But actually, I find that the Browns are dealing with a very similar situation to that of the Bucks, where in terms of fantasy production, everyone is going to be taking from each other. We already talked about Kareem Hunt. He's got a really deep, he's got a really deep presence in our draft. But in the end of the day, he is a serviceable player. And he has the and he had the whole offseason, but now he's back. He's you know I know he only played got in he only played what seven games last year. You know, so Kareem Hunt played nine games last year, yep. and total mm-hmm. yardage was under five hundred. Total yardage receiving was and receiving, though. huh? Total? total 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 was under five hundred. He was twelve points a week for me every single week. Because I don't know if that's true. Have. I don't know if that's true. Um. Yeah. All, but all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, he's going to be utilized a lot more. He's more the that that team has another had another year to gel, another off season to gel. Obviously, Offense, Jarvis Landry off, is very 
Offensive line so in Peru. Kareem Hunt went yep. 14, 11, 12, 17, 14, 15, 8, 6. I'm not counting the last two weeks. That guy produced. That guy took receptions. I am not saying he did not produce. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, Chubb. Nick Chubb's points total went up the second half of the year when Kareem Hunt was there. Really, what the I think really what the conversation is is do you want Ross? They did not. Th- this is more. I'm speaking to Cubby. Cubby, you can either play your own game, which let's be honest doesn't always come off the way you want it to, but you also pick before Ross. And let's be honest, you know the kind of players that Ross wants. And I think it would be very funny if you screwed with Ross. See, here's my thing, though. The thing, working, screwing with Ross doesn't work the same as screwing with fucking Naughton. Because well, you take Naughton's screw, guy. Screwing with Naughton is... Fucking, if someone took fucking Kelsey in the second round, Naughton would literally make Cole in his asshole because his ass would tighten so quick and so hard that he would freak the fuck out. That guy was shit a diamond. Naughton, we've already talked about Naughton freaking out. Naughton, when his draft kind of goes a little haywire, he kind of loses it more than some of the some of the other people. He's a, he's he is newer to the league. I mean, I've, we've all been here a long time, but he he's one of the newest members of the league. He didn't really play before uh, uh, the league itself, where most of us all all had. We know a little bit more about football. He has been playing a lot of Madden, though. Can confirm. He's getting his football knowledge. He's building it up. So who knows? I think Naughton might come in with a plan this year because let's be honest, the past two seasons have been three seasons. They've been tough. The past so, have so been my tough. Fear, my at the part draft. Is about Naughton coming in with a plan this year is Naughton's going to have a depth chart of who he wants in each round by four players, and he's going to draft each player of the same position in the first four rounds because his guys are going to get taken. He's going to fuck it up because he is, he's, he's going to draft so wrong because he's going to go, well, this guy's gone. I'm going best available. This is who's here. This is who's on my depth chart. That's who I'm taking. That's what he did. That's, what he, that's what he did last year. Um, let's not go down this path of just absolute shit. All right. Not. Let's move on. I so, Matt Davis. I don't, uh, think we, I don't think we gave predictions of who we think Cubby's drafting. <laughs> oh, I think he's saying Nick Chubb. I, I think if Cubby I, – I agree. If Cubby could start his year – with these three players in the first two rounds of Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, and then having Calvin Ridley as his keeper, I think Cubby would be the happiest person in the world with that being his starting. I his also starting. Think he doesn't make the playoffs, but that's okay. Uh, let's not digress into that too much. You know, we're just giving early season productions of the draft. Uh, we'll, we'll give a where people are going to end up ranking show at the end of the year, but I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's just going to be an initial boom of Cubby going Chubb, Hopefully, Mix is going to be in the second round. Then you have Calvin Ridley in the, what is that? Uh, All right. So, Matt Davis. 13th. Matt Davis is going to take Derrick Henry because he's going to trade him to Ross Davis in the third week. I kind of love that. Or he's going to do Julio and do the same thing to me, and I'm ready for it. Dude, he's not not going to take Julio in the first. Julio. Julio. I mean, I so, really, I think top three. I don't know what order it's going to be in, but Tyler, Jake, and Matt is going to go Clyde Edwards-Alaire, um, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. What See, order? I, 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 I disagree. Order to me is important because I think Tyler takes Dalvin Cook again this year. Loved him last year. 
stroked him off. Tyler's taking Dalvin Cook. Oh, sure. Okay, so it goes Tyler, Dalvin Cook. Jake's taking Clyde Edwards-Alaire because Kansas City is going to that first game of the year. He's getting all kinds of hype. His roommates and analytics died for the Chiefs. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire is gone second. Um, and I, think, no, I, I, I mean, I might have a little bit of insider knowledge, but I don't think – I do not think that Jake will be picking Clyde's, Clyde Edwards-Alaire because he feels like he's going to have way too many um, Chiefs players. Fair enough. He did, he, he did say it to me. He said he has a fear of, because if one of them has a bad week, the other one probably also has a bad week. And that, right. is, a tr- that is a true value in fantasy. But um, high-power offenses score high-power points. Sometimes, and sometimes they don't. Look, look, at, the, look at the Cleveland Browns last year. I've Everyone rather had 15 weeks of fucking awesome production and two down weeks than fucking a team that puts up, four, like the Bears, like David Montgomery... I don't want him, even though he's hurt now with a groin injury. I don't want him. That team puts up 14 points a week on offense. Maybe. Oh, okay. That's okay. A All right. Let's maybe. not compare the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions, to the 7 and 9 Bears. Let's not, let's not <laughs> go down that rabbit hole. Um, let's compare him to the fucking Atlanta Falcons. I don't want a Julio Jones compared to a fucking Kansas City Chiefs player. I want a Kansas City Chiefs I, player. I would rather have. Then draft a Kansas City Chiefs player. I would rather have Julio Jones than Tyreek yeah, Hill. Right? Yeah. Right, I mean, right? I'd probably rather have Julio so, Jones. If right. I can get Julio Jones in the second, let's say, and then George Kittle in the third, I would rather have Julio Jones and George Kittle than Travis Kelsey and Odell Beckham. Well, I think a lot of people would. Okay, but that's my point, though, right? So I mean, first three picks, I'm thinking Dalvin Cooks, one to Tyler. Number two, I'm going to go Derrick Henry to Jake. Number three, I am going... Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to Matt Davis. That's that's I'm locking that in. Final answer. That's what I'm saying. I'll put ten bucks on it right now. I I don't know if Matt would draft a rookie running back. That's my only thing because he got burned so bad by Sony Michelle this past year. I know he wasn't a rookie last year; it was a sophomore is this, season. Is this, that is a New England Patriots player, though. You but, cannot trust a running yeah, back in New England. But everybody so, knows that Sony Michelle was supposed to not be that. And you, you say all the time, Josh, you always say never draft a Kansas City running back. So I just think there is a oh, possibility. No, I, I would never dra- draft Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I would never draft him. So I think there's a possibility that Matt may not. Um, Even I, I, if I got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I would take another player over him any day of the week. I, I, I can we see your fear. I can, I can see your fear. Um, I would just... I, I, it's it's an unknown, right? It's a rookie running back without an offseason. So Dude, that's I, tough. I had two KC running backs on my team last year. Well, yeah, but, but if, if we think Damian Williams and an old Deshaun McCoy is the same thing as a young Clyde was. Um, so I think, I think that's the big difference, right? Well, see, it's an unknown. I, what I think is going to happen, if Matt drafts Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and I hope he does, I think he's going to have a pretty bad first two weeks. Um, and I'm going to try to trade for him because I think I think get him for cheap because he's going to be a rookie without a he's going to be a rookie without a preseason and that is hard. There there is something about that that it's going to be hard for Clyde edwards Hilaire. I know he was on LSU. I know, I know LSU was the greatest team of all time last year in college football. Um, so I get that. Uh, it's just, it's a hard transition for Clyde edwards Hilaire. I see the fear. 
if I'm Matt though, I, I, I who would you rather have? If you, so if you're picking three, right, Josh? Let's yeah. see. It. Let's say Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook are gone. Who would you rather have at three? Are you reaching for Nick Chubb? Yes. I probably would too. Upon I would probably rather have this year on my roster. I would rather have Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, or Nick Chubb. Oh. Yep. I then probably who? Would. Dan Clyde Edwards Alaire, I probably would. Or Derrick Henry. No, Derrick Henry Derrick Henry of the NFL in Russia. That that because the receiving upside of those three guys. I see my my heart I love Derrick. I, I said the fuck Kevin Ridley, Bama boy, Heisman winner, national championship winner. I love Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick Henry was number three running back last year. He is so touchdown dependent because of his lack of receiving ability. Yep. Um, so that's a good point. If Derrick Henry regresses and scores four less, less touchdowns, he goes from wide receiver three to wide receiver 12. So that, that's, a, that's a tough drop. Um, so that's a good point, Josh. That, that is a good point. I, I, Having a Miles Sanders, a Kenyon Drake, or a Nick Chubb over a Derrick Henry, though, it makes sure. I, I think that I think you can replace Derrick Henry deeper in the draft better than you can replace a Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, or Kenyon Drake. Like I, I just think you can. I think there are better supplements to that that will balance your team to be more consistent week in week out. And Drew, that's what, do you, what I do in fantasy. Drew, you want someone. Who can balance a team? Drew, I, see, my thing about Derrick Henry, though, they paid him $50 million. And when he was running the ball, the ball well, they went to the AFC game. And they lost to the Super Bowl winners. So, really, a lot of people argue that Tennessee was the second-best team in the NFL last year. They started the year 1-4, I believe, and then made it to the playoffs. So, and, that, and a lot of that was moved to Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback. Once Ryan Tannehill took over as the quarterback in Tennessee, he finished as QB3 in fantasy football. Like, in that 12-week span. And then Derrick Henry was running back one in that 12-week span. All right, we need to move on. <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to move on. My last point, Drew, I'm going to say it in less time than you would in, like, fucking 50 years, is that you cannot rely on Tennessee being consistent. You just cannot rely on that franchise. That's not true. Consistent. You can rely on them being 8-8. Eight and eight. Or 8-8. Eight Fair eight point. 8 come <laughs> Eight and nine. You can rely on them being average. You cannot rely on players being consistent because they're going to be swapping motherfuckers in and out. Guys with it's just it's not a consistent franchise. There's no weight on anybody. Derrick Henry could get benched for a week because they're like, yeah, we felt like it, and it wouldn't shock me if they did that. And you can say, oh, he's a top ten fucking like draft guy. It wouldn't shock me if they were like, yeah, we're going to bench him for a week. All right, shock. let's move on. Uh, Last final, thing we got, we final, got final point of the podcast, boys. We're, we're it feels so good to be back. I'm a cup. I've had a few beers. I'm feeling lethal. I'm feeling absolutely lethal. What are you most looking forward to in this draft, Ross, or this year? This For season? so this season, my I'm this is Ross, this, this is Ross Davis's revenge tour, right? I, yeah. I okay. had, and hold on, hear me out. Before this, before the past two years, Ross Davis has never missed the playoffs. Three of the five years that I've been in this league, I have been in the playoffs. You can count on me being in the playoffs more times than not. I've done my research. I've been listening to podcasts. I've been doing reading. I've been throwing stats out every single time I talk to you guys. I've been throwing stats out on this podcast. I've been doing my research. I'm angry. 
I'm hungry. I'm going to be in a bad mood. I'm still hungry even after eating 4,400 calories in McDonald's because this man doesn't <laughs> stop. I'm angry. I'm lethal. I'm going to keep a level head. I'm not, I got a plan. I got a guys. I'm, I got a guys that I am drafting in the first nine rounds and contingency plans behind them. I know who I'm picking in the first round. I know if my, that guy gets picked, I got somebody else. If that guy got, got, get, gets picked, I got somebody else. I got contingency plans. I'm angry. I was doing research. It's Ross Davis's revenge tour. You can go ahead and mark me down. Playoff berth, Shiva champion 2021. It's going to be a hell of a year, boys. That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, so go next because I think that's, you know, Drew, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I th- I, what I'm looking forward to is having uh, an unprecedented season. Um, with with COVID and seeing how we work work through that as a team, uh, being as a you know a fantasy football league, and I think we'll we'll have some bumps, and I and I I but I I do think, and as much as I would love to give myself the Shiva, and which who knows, I didn't think I was going to even be in contention really last year, and I was. I think because of COVID, I think we'll I think we'll have a lot of wrenches thrown into this year, which will make for very entertaining fantasy football. And honestly, I think we're gonna get a new Sacco. Maybe not. Yeah, we'll get a new Sacco. It's gonna and, be and I also think we'll get a new champ. Which a new champ is always a good feeling. Uh, we haven't had one in a little in in, in two seasons because. Matt, or because Kevin won back to back, but remember, there's only been four champions: uh, myself, Matt, Tyler, and Kevin. There's ten of us in the league, so it's bound to happen sooner or later. Uh, and I think because of COVID and a couple other things, based off of where certain people are picking, I think this could be a year for uh, some some new blood in that. Uh, also, that or in that all amazing club that is the. Shiva Winners Club. We have a group chat and everything. So, you know. So, uh, I will say, I am most excited for the distraction. And this sounds absurd saying the distraction. Because it becomes part of our life. But for me, my life's become uprooted because of COVID. Because of civil unrest. Because of just life in general. It's turned upside down. And I cannot wait to week in, week out, shit talk the living shit out of all of you fucking assholes. And I feel so confident this year that I have a decent shot, a decent shot, because it comes down a little bit to chance of being your Shiva championship winner, that I am so excited to put in week in, week out, the time, the effort, everything. But I'm just excited to play fantasy football with you guys, talk about it, have fun draft weekend hell even you know some sundays with drew maybe ross we'll see if he gets the invite but <laughs> I'm excited for all of this fucking shit you, it's gonna be a great goddamn time you can't boys you, you, you can't tell that i'm i'm flabbergasted by josh's response i'm fucking driving your clown asses to the draft and the thanks i get is a maybe you'll get the invite hey suck me. ross 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 you're still the sacko and you know if someone else was the Sacco, you'd be shitting on them just as much. 
This uh, comes with the territory. It comes with the territory. We've only had one sack of repeat before. I think we're about that's to not, have two. That's not true. We've had two, but that's fine. We technically had two. Oh, well, you know what? That was before me. That was pre-J. So, um, let me just say this. I love the fact that your guys is like, what you're looking forward to most was really some hand-holding, some singing kumbaya, brotherhood, all that stuff. Kumbaya, I said I'm going to shit on you. I'm yeah, 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 whatever, 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 whatever. I, I am looking forward to that. Coronavirus has been a tough time. You're you know, we've, 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 ha- we've had Discord going. It's been a good time. I think we're bringing the podcast more. Me, you, and Josh are all Chicago-based. We might start getting together for these podcasts. I think we're very excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. A week from today, I'm, getting, I'm packing up my bag. Just come see you clowns. Couldn't be more excited. All right, Ross. As a tradition, please send us out. Give us what you got. Boys, any questions, comments, concerns? You just want to tell me how fucking annoying Cubby is. God, I feel so good to say. Leave, uh, tweet us, text us, email us. Leave comments on our website. It's guysthatgofortoos.com. It feels so good being back, boys. Appreciate you all. Love you all. Let's get there safe next week.